Healing for me is self-care. People talk a lot about self-care and all the things you can do, and it is while it's running above all those other things. That's why I say I believe healing is a continuous journey because there's always something you can heal, whether it's from a friendship or from leaving the workplace. There's so many times where we don't take time to go inwards and heal. Welcome to Priorities, the podcast about the things in life that really matter. I'm your host, journalist and coach, Lily Silverton, and each week I'll be asking a new interviewee to open up about the things that are important and unimportant to them. What takes first place in their life, what they couldn't care less about, and what they'd like to work on a little bit more. Will you agree with their priorities? Will they make you reevaluate your own? Let's find out. My guest today is meditation teacher, sound healer, and angel guide, Aisha Carrington. Aisha is a wellness changemaker who has been featured in Forbes, taught workshops at some of London's premier wellbeing spaces, and used her healing practices to support Black Lives Matter. She is also the founder of the Get Lit Retreat that incorporates a unique and brilliant combination of laughter yoga, dance, R&B, and soul music. And she has an online shop selling down-to-earth wellness paraphernalia, such as affirmation cards that come with a playlist, including Stormzy and Vanilla Ice. Aisha's work focuses on bringing diversity into the well-being industry in order to make it an open and safe space for everyone. Welcome, Aisha. Hey. So lovely to have you here. I've been listening to your uh, one of your sound baths on Instagram a little bit earlier today when I had a 10-minute mm-hmm. break. So I'm feeling very connected to you right now <laughs> and thankful <laughs> to you. Oh, thank you. Tell me, where are you at right now, this minute, on a scale of one to ten? How are you feeling? Mm, six and a half. What does that mean for you? What does a six and a half look like for you? Six and a half means I could have meditated for longest a day. And a six and a half is quite good because this morning I was in a really frustrated zone. I didn't know why. and um, But I feel like I'm coming out of that now. So the six and a half feels good. Nice to have that awareness. Mm, it's really good. You're right. <laughs> All right. So we're going to dive straight in with your first priority, mm-hmm. which is healing. Tell me more about that. So healing for me, I think I've gone through like such a healing journey, which is why I started being in wellness in general. So I've been on such a healing journey. And I now have decided that it isn't something that, it's just done with. It's not like, oh, I've peeled that now. Because there's, I think it's like onions. You just peel back layers. I think every day there's something new to heal. Like, for example, as I said this morning, I was feeling quite frustrated. And I think that came from a place of, like I said, of just going too fast and needing to slow down. So it's that neat, it's that healing for me, that healing there is trying to heal the fact that we're in that world where we think busy is a thing. Like we need to be busy. Like it's so good if you're busy and that busy means productive, busy means successful. And I'm just healing that because that isn't what resonates with me. It doesn't align with me, but you can so easily get in that cog. Mm. When do you realize, or how do you realize what comes up for you to make you see that you're not aligned? It's a feeling, it's the feeling in my body. It's a feeling of, from when I'm going slow and things are in alignment, there's such a joy inside of my body. It's such a joy in my mind and that connects together. So when I feel out of balance and off grounded, that's when I know that I need to 
change around what's going on or just take some inward time to, as I say, heal and just find out what's actually going on with me. All right, I want to come back in a minute to exactly what it is you, you do when you need these times, because I think it'd be really interesting and that a lot of people could learn from it. I wondered if before that you share a little bit about your own experiences and why you do what you do. So about 2017, I went through a complex PTSD. I had a whole load of trauma come up. There was like a lot of inner child healing. I had, um, I was abused as a child. So all of that came up. So that was all the healing that propelled me to be where I am today. So prior to that, I was a stylist for 10 years and I did, I healed people and I used that as my modality to help people. And um, as I transitioned out of that into my own healing, I went into like two, three years of deep healing for myself. And I was like, well, this is amazing. And if I needed this, and there's so many other people that do it, but all need it in the way that I've maybe received it, which is when I started to train, to do meditation, to do sound healing, Reiki, and all the things that I used on my path and journey of, finding myself to be where I am today. So that's how I started the retreats and that's why I started meditations and sound healings and it's literally been the best thing I've ever done. Do you feel like a different person now versus working in the fashion industry? Do you know that I worked in the fashion industry for about Did 10 you? years as an editor, yeah, at magazines. Oh, um, so oh, cool. they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty different spaces to be in. Such different spaces. I do miss the creativity of being in that world I don't miss as I said the busyness the go the having to be outside of my house all the time (laughs) I love being at home um I don't miss any of that but I do miss the creativity and and just the fashion side of it like I love fashion do you still love a high heel I love a trainer (laughs) I've always been a trainer girl so trainers are for me I I have still an obsession with them (laughs) (laughs) and you make these beautiful bracelets as well so that makes sense as well looking at your uh the things that you make and sell and your pages and why there's such incredible creative stuff on there makes sense now Mm, and all of those things everything that I even brought out as a product were things that helped me during my because I had such a journey of such deep dark depression with the complex PTSD and so all those things that I think I bought a bracelet from somebody and at the time I'd obviously stopped silence I wasn't even working as much and I think the bracelet was like 50 45 50 pound and I was like it's so much but it was like smoky quartz and it was so amazing to wear and it helped me so much so when I started my shop I was like they have to be a thing I love them. I love the um, hashtag chilled one. Uh, Are crystals big for you? Yes, I am obsessed with crystals. Crystals are my best friend. Do you have a favourite crystal? Yes, cellulite is my favourite crystal. And it's like so plain and can be so rough in some aspects because it's not polished, but it literally is my go-to. I sleep with it every single night. All right. What are its properties? I'm going to put a link to it, to one of those in the um, show notes. Yeah. So for me, I use cellulite to calm me, to meditate with me. It can help cleanse you just like how you might use sage, palisanto. Cellulite can cleanse you if you wave over it. It cleanses your other crystals. So they they wouldn't need washing or putting out under the new moon if they were their cellulite all the time. And it really, really helps with anxiety. So that's when, through my depression, that's what I used it for most. Because like just holding it and meditating with it or literally just holding it would like calm me into a ridiculous state of like, oh, okay, this I'm, I'm going to be okay. 
Have you always been into them? Oh, I remember, I think I was saying with my niece the other day, because her mum bought me crystals when we were, like, really young. So I did always love them. I always loved stones, and I've always loved those. But, yeah, crystals have been for good a good 10 years or so. When I was on my gap year, which is always something that sounds super like whack when you say it out loud. Uh, I was in India and I bought so many crystals and sent them home in a box. And very sadly, quite a lot of them broke and I was completely heartbroken, but I've still got them around the house. And now my little daughter's getting interested in them and starting to play with the crystal balls and stuff that I got. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah. So tell, tell me a little bit more about healing about what it means for you about the modalities that you use what it means for you personally and how you work with it with other people mm. question. Question. I know <laughs> that's a good question but it's such a good one so healing for me is self-care people talk a lot about self-care and all the things you can do and it is while it's running above and all those other things that's why I say I believe healing is a continuous journey because there's always something you can heal whether it's from a friendship or from leaving the workplace, there's so many times where we don't take time to go inwards and heal. And it could just be from example, like that the biggest thing is Black Lives Matter at the moment. And those type of things, there's so much healing in that that you may not realise. For example, as a black person, you can go into a shop and you could get a look or a feeling or people may not want to, it's so silly, but maybe not want to be so close to you in the in the, in, the, in the queue and all these things are everyday things you may not realize you need to heal from there's so many different things that we can heal from whether it's you know how somebody said something to you it's a remark and all these things they they get on top of you so for me healing is on so many levels that people don't even realize that it can be down to having to persuade somebody on the phone to you know, you know give you your insurance back all these things can affect the way you have felt and they all need healing so even if you don't know what it is you're healing just taking that time to go inwards and nurture yourself can be so good for your soul and you'll realize that there were things you didn't even know you need to heal for example I do these things called the get lit retreat in London and in Morocco and they are under the barrier and the umbrella of self-care, but what it really is about is healing. So, so many people come, they don't, they think they just want to have fun. It just looks so exciting. And it's all of that. But the biggest thing is that because I'm a big kid, I've just wrapped all of the healing up in making it look fun. So yeah, healing for me is amazing. And for me, I do it every single day, whether it's with my crystals, whether it's with angelic Reiki, whether it's having my angel cards so that I can then go inwards and ask myself, what is it that I need to heal? When you um, run the retreats, do you find it a lot holding space for other people or do you find it invigorating for your own healing? Like how is your own healing related or connected to your healing of other people? That's such a good question. So I found that as I started the retreats when I was still very much in, as I said, this deep PTSD, deep depression place. And I found that when I wasn't definitely always looking at those things, going into that space and helping others heal was like literally a mirror healing me. So it's always been so good. So I go to a retreat and say for the one in Morocco, we do it for six days and we're there. And I am being the healer and helping heal people and helping them heal themselves, which is the biggest thing. But as soon as that's finished, I always sometimes get ill. 
I'll get a flu. And for me, you could see it as people draining my energy, but I see it as all my own healing having to come out. The retreats so look amazing. Thank they you. Really do. So amazing after the retreat because it just feels like you've just come through like another door. And I think also the way that you do everything is so genuine and so accessible. Mm. So you're bringing in all the cards and the crystals and the angels and all that stuff and the healing, but you're doing it on such a like cool level where people just want to connect and have fun at the same time. Oh, thank you. So I call myself the female Peter Pan. So I am the cook. And that's why like, I love being surrounded by my nieces and nephews because I have just this thing of like, if we can all make things fun, which is why I started the retreats as well, I wanted it to be a space where you came in and had fun and under that fun was the healing because if you're having fun, you don't realise it's something you have to do. It's just, it comes with it, which is what we do when we try and trick kids to do things, isn't it? So I think I must have had to trick myself to do these things as well. <laughs> I think it's also good because it also integrates all the aspects of you as a person so often when you see people get into the yoga or meditation whatever it's wellness space they let go of a lot of the old stuff that they used to be or used to do so you know put away the fashion or put away the whatever are the other people they used to be rather than welcoming it all in and letting it be all there in its messy entirety of real life I'm so glad you can see it that way because that's exactly what I wanted to do I wanted to like make everything just a mirror of me into a product, into an event, into a, so like, I love traveling. So really it was really quite selfish. I wanted to do all these things myself. How <laughs> can I get friends to do it with me? And maybe pay me too. <laughs> I feel that way when I do retreats as well. I'm like, oh, I get to go and like be at this country house or wherever for like a couple of days and, you know, hold space for people, which is obviously amazing. And I feel incredibly grateful that I get to do it, but also it's a bit of a retreat and, you know, stuff does come up and it can get draining, but it's also so much fun. So much fun, right? Yeah. I love it. All right. Let's move on to your next priority, which is time to go slow. And I'm really, really interested to hear about this, particularly at this point in time, because we're coming out of lockdown. There's so much uncertainty. No one knows what to do. Everything has sped up a bit again. For some people, it's gone almost back to full blast. And for others, it's barely moved. And I think a lot of people are feeling like they don't want things to go back to how they were before. So I, I'm really interested. Tell us, tell us, Sasha. <laughs> well, I'm one of those people. I literally, I'm trying to hold on to it with every like, <laughs> let's not go back. Um, so it's, and I think that's a bit why my energy is how I said it to you at the beginning, where I've been getting up in the morning, like not feeling myself because everything is changing. You have to learn to change with it into the best and take all that was good with it as well. So as I said, my the one word I really rebel from is busy. And I feel like everybody's everyday life pre-lockdown was so busy. And um, for ages when I would be having mentors or my friends that are like hugely successful, they'd be like, Aisha, what are you doing? And I was like, my best life is chilling with my friends and literally just chilling out all day. So I've literally through lockdown done just that and called it work. So as I said, I don't have to the house I can just 
eating all day if I wanted to. I can play my sound bowls in the room next door to my bedroom. So everything just feels amazing. And so for me, that is embodying that going slow throughout lockdown is so imperative for me and for anybody around me because that energy changes. And they, as we know with energy, whatever everyone else is feeling comes back to you if you're around them. So my thing is that everybody needs to just embody that love they had for lockdown and move it with back going back into real life because we have to see that that wasn't that wasn't serving any of us so moving it into a a journey of making the two of them work because you know we can't just stay in all day again and just go shopping and come back out it's not going to be real life so it's a real puzzle of putting those two pieces together Yeah, and taking the lessons learned. I think also in terms of going a bit slower, it's a bar, right? So the bar just gets set a little bit higher every single time until you're suddenly working at a speed that's unsustainable. Mm -hmm. I love sleep. Seriously, it's one of my biggest priorities. And I'm a different and much improved person when I get my full eight hours. So I'm incredibly excited that this season of priorities is sponsored by Sleep Siren, an independent lifestyle brand fueled by a passion for health, wellness, and great sleep. Sleep Siren brings together science, education, and luxurious products to offer meaningful support to busy people who could sleep a little or a lot better. As the mother of a toddler and having suffered from insomnia on and off my entire life, I know firsthand how helpful Sleep Siren can be at identifying and covering your sleep needs. Whether you're looking to read an expert article on the latest sleep science, treat yourself to some insanely soft silk pajamas, or simply find a luxurious eye mask, Sleep Siren have everything you need to sleep well tonight. If you would like to improve your sleep, I'd love for you to have the same experience as me with Sleep Siren. So they're offering 20% off with the code PRIORITY20. Check them out on www.sleepsiren.com. Thank you to Sleep Siren. Nutrition is a priority for me, and I know that the more plants I eat, the better I feel. However, with a busy life, I, like you I'm sure, don't always manage to get my daily quota of greens. So I'm very happy that this season of priorities is sponsored by Foga, a new brand that makes plant shakes, pre-portioned blends of freeze-dried fruit and veg that you simply shake up with water or milk to create a restaurant standard smoothie at home. I'm not really into protein shakes or powders. However, these are genuinely amazing. They're so easy and delicious. Right now, I'm digging the ginger and greens combination, and my daughter is a big fan of berries and cinnamon. They contain zero extra sugars or chemicals, through freeze drying, have all the nutrients locked in, and they're whole plant, meaning they have all the fiber of fresh fruit and veg. It's really the lazy person's dream. If you're looking to easily and affordably prioritize your nourishment, then I'd love to find out if you enjoy Foga as much as I do. They're offering £5 off your first box with the code PRIORITIES. Check them out on www.foga.co. That's F-O-G-A. Thank you to Foga. I read somewhere that patience is self-confidence. And that really resonated for me in terms of not trying to do things too quickly or constantly desperately trying to achieve whether it's me or whether it's the clients I'm working with, that patience is self-confidence, stepping back and allowing yourself that time 
That is so good. And for me, the whole thing is, like I said to you this morning, about this morning, it's checking in with yourself and it's asking yourself at least three questions, like, do I want to do this? Will it serve me? And just how do I feel? If you just ask yourself those questions, you'll get all the answers that you need to know if you, you need to stop going so fast because it's so easy to be in that zoom, zoom mode of like speeding down the motorway. What practices do you recommend for people who want to go slower? So except for those three questions, mm. what do so, you suggest to people you work with? So for me, I think every, some people can fit meditation in every day and I think that's amazing. And some people, even myself, some days, we can't fit it in for the length of time that can give you that real, wow, I've just been blissfully blissed out. So my thing is just check in with yourself. I think a check in with your breath is amazing and it can do so much. So I think just closing your eyes, breathing in and checking in with your breath, maybe counting to four as you breathe in and when you breathe out, but that isn't even necessary. Literally just checking in with your breath finding a space in your body where you can feel the breath coming in and out and literally just meditating on that, your breath coming in and out of your body and finding that space where it is and just allowing your shoulders to drop. And you can do that anywhere. You can do that on the train. You can do that at your desk. You don't have to be somewhere to do something. You know, if you want to go to a toilet break and do it on the toilet, like there's no way you can't connect to your breath. So that is my thing. Even if you do that first thing in the morning before and after bed, I think that's the most, the best one. That's why I give everybody because no one can say they don't have time for that. Yeah, and it's weirdly magic. And I'm sure, I mean, as soon as you started talking, I started relaxing and my shoulders relaxing. I closed my eyes. I focused on my breath. And I'm sure that lots of our listeners did too. So thanks for that little little moment of going slow. (laughs) That's my favourite one. And... As I said, so the favourite one is that, and then it's asking yourself those general questions. And my third one, my third one is writing. I think if you can write down how you feel all your day, then you will see how you need to put in time to go slow. So if you write out your day the night before, you could pre-plan, okay, that looks like a really busy day. So in the morning, I should really make time for myself, which means getting up half an hour early and having that Having that tea, another reason I think people need to go slow is when you have a drink, if you can make that the moment you go slow, just by drinking it slowly, it doesn't take you long to drink a cup of tea or to have a cold drink. That, again, is a moment that you can so fit into your day. So between the breathing and having a drink, because you should keep yourself hydrated whether it's with a hot drink or, or water, and just taking a moment just to close your eyes and have that drink it is the most amazing thing to do and for my clients and for anyone I always say that you can't go wrong with that those those two check-ins are things that we have to do every day anyway we always breathe so closing your eyes and taking care and just checking in with your breath that is a given you don't need anything for that and also we need to keep hydrated so just making sure that you're drinking that drink is such a good moment to go slow in that and then if you can write anything, if you can write your day up the night before and plan a moment to check in with yourself and go slow or meditate or do whatever makes you feel good, whether it's exercising, it's the most, it's the best thing. Yeah, completely. I always recommend clients and I do it myself as well when I'm super busy is I set an alarm to take a moment because otherwise mm. I will not do it. <laughs> <laughs> <What are we> <laughs> 
All right, let's come on to your final priority, which is real connections. Tell me more about that. I, so that is the one thing that I felt was so hard during lockdown, as most people did. It was seeing people like I, as I said to you, my dream job is just chilling with my friends. So to not be around anyone was awful. Luckily, I was, I was able to see my mum and dad and that was the most amazing connections we had was I was saying with my mum and dad at the time so to have them you know it's actually making me emotional to have them checked in with it before but to know that you will never get that time again fingers crossed when we are locked down for two to three months is amazing because we spent so much quality time together we had so many meals together and you realize how Meals are a thing that are so rushed, but cooking and eating and having that as the thing three times a day to do with people was amazing. So real life connections for me are checking in with friends, whether it's a voice note, whether it's people that pop up in my DMs and I can I voice note them most of the time as well and ask them how they are. It is really having that real life connection as much as you can. Because connecting with people for me is, I don't know what there is a life without those real life connections. So I think there's, again, when we're going so fast in life, we forget that those things actually make up how we are and who we are. Can I come back to healing for a moment and ask you some questions on that one? Please do. So I want to ask you how you feel operating within the wellness space when it's so white. Mm. Is that an all right question to ask? Oh, it's such a good question to ask because... Um, my biggest thing, one of my biggest passions for being in the wellness world is that I came in because there wasn't anywhere for me to be. There was nowhere that I felt at home in. Mm. And I'd go spaces and there weren't a lot of black people in those spaces. So that was another reason why I was like, let me make this space for myself and let me make it as authentic to me and my and, and me being black as I can be. So that, that meant incorporating the music, having as many people come to the retreats that were black and just having that open, diverse space because it, it hasn't been a space that's been felt open. So it feels so good to be here and it feels so good to be able to be an open door that allows other people that are black come into the space as well. Because when, when you know there's someone like you in it, you're so much more likely to come in the door and invite your friends. Mm-hmm. So it's felt... For a while, it's felt lonely. And the more people that I find that are stepping into their purpose of, that, that are of colour is amazing. Mm. A lot because of we're my... healing. And as I said to you earlier, that um, coming from this space of all the things that you've been suppressed to be like and to feel like, uh, even down to I have braids again now, and it was like such a difference because that was a thing where you'd had braids and you, you couldn't go to school with braids. And literally... That is just the one thing that makes you feel like you were closed down from school days. So um, it's such a healing journey to be on. And I'm so glad to be inviting others to come into it too. Yeah. And having, letting them be reflected in the space. Mm, So it was a beautiful question. Thank you for asking. You couldn't go to school with braids. You couldn't go to school with braids. Like you weren't really allowed an Afro in those spaces either. Wow. Mm, there's so many things that you that I that since this whole Black Lives Matter was really pushed up to the to the top of the top of the pile because it's been around for ages. Mm. It was such a 
where you started to realize all the things that you had suppressed and your family and everyday life was you were just coping with something that was isn't normal and shouldn't be normal so again it's been such a healing journey have you involved your healing work with the black lives matter movement at all um yes so i have done quite a few talks and and things that would surround and and just to open up spaces to invite other people to realize what it's like has been a really healing modality for me and using my voice in a way that I'd never used it before that's incredible so you're stepping Mm. into your own power Mm, yeah like my sound bowl must be so energetically full for my throat chakra clearing (laughs) (laughs) is that the way it works yeah yeah it's like I'm playing that I'm playing that note and it's clearing my throat chakra and it really is me to just really talk more about the changes that need to be made yeah I mean it's it's brilliant that so much of it is coming up and being discussed as you say it's been simmering for such a long time or bubbling not even simmering bubbling for such a long time it's really important that it's all out there starting to be all out there so it's so important and I'm seeing more and more of my students who are of colour who are training and are feeling like they have more space. I don't know if you're seeing the same. Mm. It is. It's, 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 it's been really an emotional time. And also it's been so good at having, as I said, having a voice, having more space and just being able to be open and honest and having these fluid conversations that should have always been able to be had. So even though it's sad that in 2020 we are having to have these conversations, the progress that has come is amazing. And I feel like you can see the difference it's making already. Mm. All right, let's go on. That's obviously a huge priority for you. Let's go on to something which isn't a priority for you at all. Mm. You've said to me, hustling. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> as I said, going slow is like one of my favorite things to do. So being busy and hustling and having to hustle for anything, whether it's for work, for money, for attention, any of those things where it's feeling forced really repel me. I'm literally, I think it was maybe last year, beginning of last year, when I I wanted to take the word busy out of my vocabulary altogether because it, we we have made that into a word that equals success that equals have you been oh my god being so busy it makes you sound like so much is going on like so much is being money is being made there's so many things that surround busy that have been made to be positive over the years when as we know the word busy and you're constantly being busy it's not good for you it's not good for your mind body or soul so for me busy and hustling kind of go together Mm. you've got that patience that self-confidence have you Mm. always been that way I mean I hadn't been able to as I said put a put a phrase to it before or named it before but I have always been someone who is so chilled I remember there's been advert and it was like it was like it was like a mint advert for Mr Soft and he was like used to walk so slow that was my whole I was like I want to be like Mr Soft (laughs) even as a kid yeah, I've always wanted to go slow. Like, 
not been in any race at all. Racing and competition have not been my thing. And for me, those all go around hustling. Mm. I read something great the other day around that idea, which is that we um, always say to ourselves that we have to do something. Mm. But the reality is that we get to do something. And that that's a real difference that we need to work with a little bit more and drop into more because we're so privileged to be able to do so much of the stuff that we do. Mm. So rather than I'm busy and I have to do this, you can lose the busy word, as you say, altogether and think of it as things that you get to do. Yeah. For me, it's all about chilling and building a life around that. That still feels so good. What would you like to prioritise more, Aisha? I would like to prioritize more eating with love because, um, yeah, eating, I enjoy food so much. And although I don't really eat a lot of fast foods and stuff, I feel like my body and, you know, I've had so, as I said, I like to do angel guiding. I love angel cards and they've been screaming at me for the last six months to, you know, eat healthier, to connect more with my food. So that has been the thing that I want to give a priority to. But give it to it with love, not because I have to lose weight or because I have to be vegan, eat in a certain way, but just to enjoy eating foods that taste and feel good, but also really good to my body. So that is the, that is my main priority that I'm working towards. Mm. And it's a connection, with- isn't it? Mm-hmm. How are you going to make that happen? Because when I say eating with love, I think it's, Sometimes I said because I, I'm such a fan of all those luxurious tastes and cheeses and creams and all those amazing things. But eating with love for me is eating that for things that my body will also love, not just my taste buds. And that's the transition I'm making. So um, just day by day, just taking it day by day. Have you heard of intuitive eating? I have heard of intuitive eating and I have looked into it. And again, it's something that I really am leaning towards, but I feel like I'm leaning towards it and letting go of an addiction. That's how I feel. <laughs> That's my transition. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, one of the women in the UK who's very prominent is a woman called Laura Thomas, mm. whose book is Just Eat It. And she's got a lot of information about this. She's got a PhD and various other huge degrees in it and she's very smart and very engaged and very no bullshit so I think you'd mm. like her a lot she sounds good into her thank you <laughs> all right is there anything else you want to chat about before we finish up is there anything mm. you got coming up you got the retreat which is in November in Morocco yes my Morocco retreat I can't wait so that's in November <laughs> and that is the November the 2nd to the 7th and it's um, a really small retreat we have up to up to eight people there just so we can keep it really intimate and it can feel like you are getting the most amount of attention so that's an amazing retreat because it's like a journey we start outside Marrakesh we move into the desert and from the desert we move into the city so um, I say it's a bit like being a seed you are 
really planted when we're outside of Marrakesh. And as you go into the desert, you start to grow. And by the time you get to the city, you're really flowering and nurturing yourself. And when you go home, you are that flower that is budding and nurtured and just ready to accept the sunlight. So it's like a real beautiful journey. Sounds amazing. I would love yeah. to be doing it. Yeah. All right, my love. Thank you so much. It's such a joy to talk to you. It's been lovely. I've loved it. Thanks so much for asking me. Oh, take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Priorities, I'd really appreciate it if you could make it your priority today to hit subscribe and also rate and review as this helps other people find it. Need a little incentive? Every month, I offer one free 60-minute online coaching session to a listener. All you have to do is hit subscribe, rate, review the podcast, and then email a screenshot of your review to prioritiespodcast at gmail.com. You'll then be added into the ballot for a free one-to-one coaching session with me in which we will help align the priorities of your life. Thank you so much for listening and take care.